DYB show. It's still the DYB show, and maybe it's going to stay like that for a while tonight. We have Dylan's back. Dylan, say hi. Hello. Yep, he is not doing train stuff today, thankfully, and Aaron Thank will be here God. shortly. <laughs> Dylan, you had texted me, you know, you couldn't make it last time, and that you hate trains. I mean, yeah, no, trains are the bane of my existence. I liked trains for like two minutes of working at this job. And then I realized that they're a big problem. I don't like them at all. I think they're good. I just don't want to work on them anymore. You know, that's they're just always in my way. (laughs) See, that's the problem when I always when I always look at like, you know, what is my dream job? And then I just think to myself, eventually, I feel like it would turn into a job and I would hate it. So you probably thought yep. trains were cool right at the bat, and then it's just like, oh, now I have to do this. Ugh. Yeah, Cause yeah. Like, I was never like a, I was never a train nut. You know, like that. You know, there are people yeah. that are they're very, very into trains, and there's people that are like fanatics. Oh, yeah. uh, and I was just kind of always thought the railroad was cool, but uh, you know, working for it, it's like, yeah, it is still cool what we do, but doing the actual job kind of sucks. <laughs> I don't know. It's made for some long nights. Sorry I haven't been on the podcast, everybody. I know. I like to think that I'm missed. If I wasn't missed, don't tell me about it. Just keep lying to me. You were definitely missed. But All right, cool. Well, let's, you know, let's plug this. People, you know, we want to hear from you, right? I, I say we got an email. We had one guy talk to us a little while back about something about ancient civilizations, you know. But nobody, no feedback, no like, you know, we love Dylan and we hate you. Why don't you just, you know, let Dylan do the show? I, if you say that, I'm ready. Right. I'll do it. But you guys got to tell us. Um, Our fans are cold-blooded. I assume they are. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're nice. Maybe they don't even exist. So you guys got to prove yeah. you exist. Matt and Mandy, you don't count. <laughs> yeah, Matt and Mandy. Yeah, I think Aaron listens to us. Aaron, you do count. I'll count you. And let's see. Yeah. So, patreon.com slash do you believe. Give us like a dollar a month. That would be amazing. Uh, like us on Twitter and go to our website, www.doyoubelievepodcast.com. Like, everything's there, all the episodes, some extra stuff, links to our social media, all that mm-hmm. jazz. And you can leave random comments if you're scared that will come after you. Yeah. I'll definitely come after you. That like that you need to think about that as something that could happen. <laughs> and this will be very present in your mind, listeners of DYB. Yeah. Also, you know, you guys can pitch us ideas for names. Just saying. That's true. We're open to everything. Yeah, yeah there, there's a couple people on Twitter. I mentioned Mountain Reaper last time. I don't think that's anybody we know. So props to you Mountain. for liking our stuff. Uh, but everyone else needs to like our stuff and then work up the courage to comment at us. I also try to put out, you know, questions and stuff for you guys to talk about. Oh, of course. Of course, of course. Yeah. All right. So All right. this we week plugged it up. is, well, election uh, D 
day is uh, next this coming Tuesday. So next Tuesday, baby. Me and Aaron last time talked about stuff. Um, Dylan's gonna give us his topic later in the show. What he thinks we could change about this this country we live in, and then yeah, we're gonna encourage go out and vote. Just go do it. Um, I don't know. It helps to do yeah. a little research, especially with the local elections. Um, I actually had to look at the people because it's not always along party lines. So, right. Well, and and in local elections, I will say that uh, you know that's that actually is something that you can influence because, like, I know. Okay, you should vote. I'm not. Don't take what I'm about to say is that you definitely should vote. But I do understand the argument of people who say. Oh, we're not going to because it doesn't feel like my vote does anything. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I, I get their argument 100. percent mm-hmm. But at a local level, you definitely influence the like your vote is important at a local level. Big time. Mm. Your so vote is also important go. if you live in a swing state. <laughs> if you're from Kentucky, like us. What is Kentucky? Mm-hmm. I never really paid attention. Or a red state. Okay. I think we've been like we were a blue state back when the mines were open back when not necessarily like party lines were a little bit there there. I guess they were just different than they are now. Yeah. You dig? Yeah. All right. So speaking of party lines or whatever, um, we're going to brush up on the topic. This was a shout out to Aaron's brother, Max. He's been texting me. He wants to come on the show, and Aaron is here. So, Dylan, entertain the crowd for like 30 seconds. I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, it's going to take way longer than that, but I have such an important topic to talk about. So, during the recording of this podcast, um, I will be playing Red Dead Redemption 2. If you've been on the internet at all, been on Reddit at all, I'm sure you've seen uh, how excited everybody is for this game. And uh, it, it's definitely, uh, it is 100% deserved every single bit of the uh, of the praise that it's got. I would rank it up there as one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, the level of detail that they uh, have put into this is just, that's never been done before. Anything like this has never been done before. So if anything has ever deserved $60 and you would actually get your money out of it. I say this, if you have any interest in any sort of video game at all, even if you just want to light, lit, pretend like you're in the open West, you could just pretend to be a cowboy. You don't even have to play the game. That's kind of what I do. I just run around drinking coffee and stuff like that. I just think it's so cool that there's a button that lets you drink your coffee. So, Oh wait, they're not back yet. I thought I heard them rustling. I thought I was trying to wrap it up. What else have I been doing? Oh yeah, I already apologized for being gone. I've just had a lot of work stuff coming up here lately. The uh, the railroad has been has been commanding uh, a lot of my day here lately. But uh, hopefully that is uh, those those long nights are are coming to at least a lull. Maybe not over, but they may be uh, in a lull. So here's hoping that I can uh, I can be an ever more present force on the DYB podcast that's probably going to be our name lee's acting like it's not going to be our name i'm pretty sure that we're like we got to be like eight episodes nine episodes in like that i think this may just be the game like the name of the game now you know so 
All right, Lee, 30 seconds, huh? Okay, well, I bet. I missed it all. I'll actually have to listen to this episode. <laughs> so I yeah, yeah, you'll actually have to listen to the episode of the show you do. Aaron is stepping in here in a second. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, his brother Max was texting me. He wants to be on the show, all this stuff. And he said, you guys should talk about gerrymandering. Um, all right. So I'm like, okay, I didn't know a whole lot about it. Are you now qualified, at least on like a Wikipedia qualification, to talk yeah. about it? Because yes, I sir. am not at all. Yes, I Sorry. am. And all right, cool. I learned something. Teach me. I'm ready to learn. So let's see. Aaron just joined us. Aaron, say hi. Hi. Hello, just, Aaron. We're talking about gerrymandering at the behest of your brother. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that Max is intelligent now. So yes. last time I met him, he was a wee lad. So I don't really... <laughs> So, okay, gerrymandering is essentially, now, it's when you redraw district lines within a state so that it benefits certain um, parties, for example. So we had discussed on the last podcast, like, the Electoral College and how you kind of want to break it up evenly so everyone kind of gets a proportionate say in the vote. This is kind of the same thing, but on the state level, but it's a lot easier to manipulate. You can just, if you know that you've got a big group of people that hate your guts, you can just draw them in their own little district so that they only count for a small part. Um, I don't know how, like, if there's, like, electoral votes, like, in the state or how they do that, but something like that. All I know is that if you can stick all your um, opponents in one district, that's what you want. Okay. So it is not legal. Okay. Well, all right. That was what I was about to ask, and you answered it immediately. <laughs> so, but it definitely happens, though. I feel like I read about in the paper all the time right. how gerrymandering is used, like now, like currently. So let me let me backpedal a second and give you the the name is interesting where it came <laughs> from. Yeah. There was a guy. His name was Governor Elbridge Jerry of Massachusetts. And he had, he passed a law that let him do this. And it was in 1812. And the, some satirical uh, cartoonist, when you take a look at the, the, the lines he drew, it ended up, Aaron can see this, it kind of looks like a uh, salamander. Yeah. And they, they donned it the gerrymander. And now it's gerrymandering. Is that a little dot? Or is that just a smudge on you? Oh, I thought it's that was like a, a little smudge. dot that he like. I thought it was like a little tiny like part <laughs> that he's like, I want this right, right here too. All right. So like to address Dylan's question, like redrawing district lines to your benefit is technically illegal. Sometimes you do have to do it though. Like if you have huge population shifts, you need to redraw it so that it's, you know, you get a proportionate vote that represents the population. So now the question is, can you do that unbiasedly? And I don't, I, I didn't look into like who is in charge of drawing the lines now, but it's easily mm. corruptible. If it's just like a group of people and be like, well, we want this guy to win. So here we go. So it's all, it's like, it's illegal, but it's just kind of become accepted. Like, you know, throwing mm. your cigarette butts out, your window is technically littering, but everyone does it, so it's whatever. So I think it's one of those boats. So I understand the redrawing of district lines, but yeah, it should be fair. But 
it when you put it in the hands of people, it just gets mm-hmm. messed up. So their ideas. And- I just don't. How often are population centers just exploding so much that they need to redraw the? How like I don't understand how they can do. They can just say, oh, we're just doing it because population has changed so much. Population has changed so much. Does it really change that often? I, I mean, this is a legitimate question. Now, here's here's one. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking along the lines of like, you know, districts within the state, but even like districts within like, like for sales here, we have, we're broken into districts in this town itself. So maybe that's where it occurs more often. That makes a little more sense. You know, if a new subdivision goes up in a certain district, yeah, you got to redraw it. So very, very local level. It's understandable, but yeah, to your to your degree. And I haven't paid attention to how much it changes. Oh. I've always just been like, oh, politics, bleh, whatever. And I never paid attention. So how often do you see it like in the news? I feel like I read about it in the newspaper quite a bit. Like every election cycle, yeah. it feels like. Or, well, actually, I feel like if I'm remembering it correctly, it, it is not necessarily each election cycle. It's right after each election cycle, like five or six months after the election cycle, where people are, have the, the data of the polls now. And so they're going out and saying, wait a minute, okay, we either won this barely, but we would have won it handedly if we had this, you know? Yeah. So I don't like it. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. I mean, like, just like you said, though, with the cigarette butts, but like at the same time, like, I feel like everybody agrees that this is wrong. It's wrong until you can use it to benefit you, at least. Yeah, I feel. How how would you even solve that, though? Who would you get to draw lines? Man, maybe. Maybe like mathematicians or something. Leave it up to an AI. It's neutral as shit. It hates humanity all the same. <laughs> but I mean, hmm. for, for real though, I mean, yeah. I don't know why not design something that'll like. I mean, I guess you could design it to like. But yeah, like all the people like freaking out about like Google's algorithm and Facebook algorithms would throw a fit. So we need to create an AI that'll create an AI that'll create this calculation. <laughs> oh jeez, I don't think we need to create a self-replicating AI. That's dangerous. Nonsense. But yeah, that's that's gerrymandering people. In case, yeah, right. oh, yeah. so huh. now Dylan had gotten or had mentioned he got a. Conf- did you get it confused with filibustering? Like the term I did get it confused with filibustering. I, I understand what filibustering is, but I got them two the two you know r- ridiculous words confused. <laughs> so like filibustering is just talking to run time out, right? essentially yeah yeah i mean uh, this is just tent poles like if i remember correctly basically because of how congress and you know the senate meet and discuss issues you know they can buy themselves more time to try and gain allies to whichever side they're wishing more people were on if they filibuster and take up the you know take up the time of the session just by saying nonsense you know so what are the rules for that? Do you just have to, is there like a gap? Like if you pause for more than 30 seconds, you're out of there. Yeah, I, yeah like a trap door opens up and you fall out of the bottom of it. Like, he's done. Um, no, I don't know. I, that that part I do not know about. But um, 
I mean, that's not necess- that 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 is to me more of like a negotiating tactic yeah. than anything. Like, I don't feel like maybe this is. I'm maybe about to say something that's wrong. Which a lot of the stuff I think that before I say it. Um, when you listen to this again, you can make that decision. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen. When I listen to it again, I'll make that decision. Uh, but like, has I don't know if has anybody ever got hurt from filibustering, like. You know, and I, maybe my understanding of it is not is full enough to be able to be like, oh yeah, here's the ramifications of it. But I don't know. I don't see how it could it could hurt anything because when you just talk about it the next day, like yeah, I got you. It's just sometimes it's just kind of a dick move, but yeah. I mean, I, I, it's it's a dick move to the other side. <laughs> they don't mm-hmm, like it, but mm-hmm. yeah, you have a reason for it. I mean, couldn't you really like kind of just like do it? until people are ready to just be like fine whatever like we'll agree like i i I mean you could do that and i I feel like that's kind (laughs) of i don't know i feel like i need it i don't know i have to look into it a little more to understand the the nuances of filibustering filibuster somebody into submission is what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) i will no you will agree with me (laughs) was it uh, okay it's Patton oswald (laughs) i think it was on parks and rec could be wrong where he just filibustered he had to filibuster something and he just went on and on about like star wars and how they confuse with the uh the marvel movies and uh, you guys should check it out just type in i guess pen oswald filibuster you'll find it it's hilarious um yeah i'll have to check that out i I will say like you know i think i remember in like high school or something learning about filibustering and i think that like the I don't know if it still is like this, and I don't think I'm exactly right, but it was something along the lines of, like, as long as you can stand up and talk, you can keep yeah. talking. Something really vague and stupid like that. <laughs> Dang. I, like yeah. I feel like I've, I've been the wrong line of work. If that is uh, <laughs> the only qualifications for being a filibuster, mm-hmm. I can stand up for a long time, and I'd never run out of anything to say. Like, is there such thing as, like, a pinch filibuster? They can just see you call Dylan in? <laughs> Now for my next part, I'll be bringing up my co-conspirator Lee. He feels the same way. He'll just gonna talk over for a little while. <laughs> All right. So next topic, I wanted to briefly give a. This is a very brief history of political parties, starting like from like starting right after Washington. Um, famously, they had discouraged the the idea of political parties. It would just. It's too. They were afraid it would divide the country and whatnot. Clearly it does, but, you know, whatever. So, originally, there was the Federalist Party and a Democratic-Republican Party. And basically, the Federalist Party wanted to be friends with the British still, even though we just whooped them. They wanted to work with them and trade with them. And they wanted a strong national government. The other people that opposed that, the Democratic-Republicans, they were just... They opposed basically everything the Federalists stood for, and they were afraid that a strong centralized government could get corrupted easily. So that's understandable. And the Federalist Party did not last long. Um, okay. So uh, where I read about this, they broke it into like there was five like eras of systems. So that's kind of what we're going through. That was like the first era. Uh, that lasted all the way till 1824. So, um, all right. Next, with the Federalist 
uh, party falling out, the Democratic-Republican Party kind of started to split. And this is where the famous Whig Party came from. <laughs> now, the Whig people, they just like to wear wigs, and that was that was it. Um, that was their only that was the only point they stood on. Everyone had a right to wear wigs. And a lot of people <laughs> Is that really it? No. You <laughs> <laughs> look at your face saying that I was like, no way. <laughs> it's like compulsory. It wasn't even they had a right. They were going to wear wigs. They were big law, big believers in the law. And that only law that they believed in was wearing wigs. <laughs> that was supposed to be some like big like uh like just abstract like idea for them and it was sort of their way of like doing it but led to <laughs> now the, obviously that led to corruption with the wig makers because they you know lobbyists <laughs> from the wig makers big wig party believers and it culminated in the wig massacre everybody just um the, the people that opposed the wigs just ran in and just ripped the wigs off people's heads yeah people were people's wigs were getting ripped right off it was madness not a pretty time in our country yeah yeah probably more divisive than even now oh yeah i would i would describe it as more divisive than even now so the wigs aside from the wig part they also favored um they were for like modernization like this is industrial era was starting to roll in and they were like okay we need to jump on this you know let's modernize and um, they were also like pro-tariff and wanted um, like a centralized bank and they were all about economics and money and all that stuff and then the democrat democratic party was the other side um, and they didn't want to modernize didn't want a national bank so um yeah so it to me here like the democratic party here kind of almost seems like the opposite of kind of what it is now but yeah we'll move along so um things definitely did switch so um the wake party people likened them to federalists and as such they started to fall apart they had splits within their own party and it just couldn't last so out of that uh, that lasts until 1854. Now we move into the third era, and we've got the Republican Party now that took uh, filled the void where the Whigs were, and then the Democratic Party still there. So they just Democratic <laughs> Party just kind of rolls on out. So um, <laughs> they filled the void where the Whigs were. <laughs> After all, those Whigs got ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. The jokes are right themselves. <laughs> All right. So they wanted, the Republican Party then wanted uh, <clears throat> national banks, uh, national railroads. They wanted a lot of tariffs. Um, and uh, what it says gain freedom African Americans. Oh, yeah. So they were a big proponent of like African Americans. So they got their vote uh, for the most part um, early on. And then uh, the Democratic Party, they gained some white Southerners. Uh, so that was kind of the that was the, the difference you had there. It was kind of like, you know, kind of the, the old, the, uh, I don't know what to call it, but like traditionalist slash, you know, just old white folks kind of. Seemed what the Democratic Party was in up until 1890. Republican Party was kind of the other side. And then I, the fourth in the in the current era we're in is basically what you see now. Um, uh, in the fourth era, so we had you had the Panic of eighteen ninety three, 
and the Republicans blamed the Democrats for that. So they were in power for several years, and then the Great Depression happened, and they blamed the Republicans. So then the Democrats had power for a while, mm-hmm. and that was and that brings us up to it's nineteen well, it was past that up until nineteen sixty four. There we go, um, and then we've got what we see today. Pretty much hasn't changed uh, after that. So, um, Republican Party nowadays is pretty much conservative ideas which favor, uh, like, traditional values and stuff, and they want, you know, low taxes and low government involvement, and they're all about free market and business, basically. And then Democrat has a more liberal idea, which is um, a high focus on civil liberties and equality, and, you know, it's more progressive, so they're okay with change. Like, they're always trying to push it for change. Mm-hmm. So, so that doesn't, you know, that's why, that's the big reason why left and right buttheads so much is, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and then they want, you know, strong government regulation to achieve their, you know, equality goals. And um, they're big on, like, the social issues. So that's pretty much it. There's libertarians now which are just kind of like let everybody do whatever they want as long as they're not killing each other um and then there's some other weird parties um yeah 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 it's, i mean I, I think if you're wanting to keep this short that was a very good um kind of overview of it all like it it, it does help you see that although this is a very politically decisive or divisive excuse me device of time it's um you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. It, it's been like this for a long time. Oh, a long time. And, like, some of the podcasts I've been listening to lately, they're kind of reminiscing about older. Like, like you can go way back to the 1800s. People were smearing their opponents. You know, this is not new at all by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, exactly. So. so but, yeah. And, like, you know, I said to Aaron, we agreed, like, you know, both sides want to do the right thing they just have different methods of doing it and it's okay to disagree mm-hmm. but saying i'm right you're wrong when you when you take that final stance it just fucks things up so don't do that yeah don't do that yeah i mean i'm a believer that there has to be some sort of like i don't know it, it seems like there's not gonna be a like if we keep going down the, the current path, there's going there's not going to be a, a place to meet in the middle, yeah. which has, uh, you know, historically been the place where, uh, you know, anything, if it was going to happen, has happened from somebody occupying the middle. And it doesn't seem like that's a that's an option anymore. Mm. You know, yep. not at all. I've, I've seen <clears throat> I've seen people on the internet and I've. Like just like one or two separate times I've been like like I don't know saying my opinion on something or someone says their thing and it's like you know it has you know components of both sides arguments in it just with stuff you know that is deemed by that individual or by me to be you know um, unnecessary or, or harmful to like everyone like all in all like you get kind of you get ripped apart. Like the people just start telling you that like you're wrong and you know you know kind of basically yeah you know they do just say you're wrong but like they get mad at you for trying to meet in the middle like I think it's already <clears throat> getting close to that point where you can't 
yeah. in the middle at all. You can't you can't hate people for their ideas. No. That seems inherently bad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's okay to disagree, but if you start hating the person because of it, I mean, that's... I don't know, man. That's not... That's not good. Um, but honestly, if... I don't know. Well, I mean, because you, ch- like, you can't change anything. Like, like I know people... Uh, people get real mad about, like, you know, Trump becoming president and stuff. People are... Like, it's nothing new that people are mad about it. But, like, you know... Like I, I, there was there was like a a month where people really started jumping on this bandwagon of like saying like you know if you like vote for Trump or if you're are with Trump's policies like you know then just unfriend me and stuff which like you know I don't it's just an unfriend but like that kind of mindset though is like yeah. you know he's if you want to change someone's mind especially I feel like Trump supporters are generally fairly uh, stubborn and like if you want to change someone's mind. On any side, you can't do that. Like you, you can't. Yeah, it's You're just asking at this point to get, you know, my stuff. <clears throat> right, and I think that's probably going to be the most lasting. And this is a little bit going off topic. Um, I think it's going to be the most lasting piece of his presidency is going to be, hey, you know, he, he's kind of uh, taken away the the ability to have a calm discourse about liberal ideas, conservative ideas, Republican ideas, Democrat ideas. Um, I don't know why I put that weird emphasis on Democrat. Um, <laughs> but I, all of his policies, to me, I, I don't really have a huge lasting effect on, um, you know, they can very easily be re- re- removed with, the next, um, the next person in executive power, but he has created such a landscape outside of the Oval Office that is just—it's unbearable, man. Like, I feel like used to you could at least have political discussions with people, um, but no more, my friend. That is not something that is available that, that's you just don't talk about it anymore and that that's not a good thing i don't think yeah no. it's just it, i understand the hate for him like especially like on the democrat side because he's a republican and you hate the way he is you know i get that but like you know i didn't vote but if i voted for him it wouldn't um it's not because I like the guy. I'm always thinking, like, policy. It's like, what's he going to do? You know, there's other people I wanted, but he's all we got stuck with. We got stuck with him. So it's like, okay, that's fine. You know, don't hate me for it, though. Like, I don't know. And I hate this, like, I don't know. It's so weird. It's a, it's a strange time, my friend. I think it's, I don't know. Because, uh, I don't know. I think it's safe to say he started it in terms of this this climate but the other side didn't respond properly in my opinion um you just you stoop to his level of whatever you want to call it that he is and yeah sure but so eventually if we move past this stage even before then i think it was going it's i think having these two parties has worked out each side will keep the other in check. 
I feel like, you know, Republicans tend to be like money, money, money. Let's do whatever we can to get the economy going. And that's their big focus. But then in the meantime, you know, they're not thinking about the people. And that's where, you know, the Democrats kind of are more like, we got to help people. So I think having the two together works. But well, not, see, not that, we're that's where I'm going to like, I, I used to very much think the same thing, but I, I'm starting to kind of lean that that is not going to be the way. Not not necessarily that that line of thinking is wrong. I just don't think that that's going to be the way. And the reason being, um, you know, I would think I would think now that people are <laughs> about as miserable as they've ever been. I read on Reddit the other day, uh, it was some study done by Gallup that 2017 was uh, the most, uh, what was it, emotional valley ever experienced since they started, uh, like, polling that sort of thing. Like, people are very unhappy, and the economy's great. So, you know, where does that, where does that leave us if we're, okay, we've done it. We've got the... We've got the economy great. Unemployment's low. You know, wages are high, but the the inequality gap is still is larger than it's ever been, and people are miserable. So maybe the economy, just in the sense of the traditional terms, isn't going to be what we can look at anymore for like the health of the country. Okay. I feel like maybe like <clears throat> in a way it kind of kind of can like. I guess increase unhappy unhappiness because like I don't know like if you don't have those problems to worry about then you might start worrying about other stuff that isn't you know as uh, you know it it wasn't as pressing of an issue before but now that like some other things like unemployment and stuff are not as bad you know people are turning their views on other stuff that maybe you know is worth attention but was being a uh, I don't know it was just it's time was being taken up by other stuff. <coughs> yeah, I, I see where you're coming about. Excuse um, me. Let's uh, see. On, I don't know. This could be unpopular. I don't know. It's just me thinking. It could be wrong. I could listen to this later and think I'm an idiot. But, like, um, I don't know. I think we spend so much time. People are looking at, like, the country as a whole and taking in all this media stuff. And that's what's making them unhappy. I think if you eliminate that stuff, I know, like, take a look at, and it could be different for everyone, like, where were you at, you know, four years ago, or whatever, how are you doing, where are you at now, how are you doing, what's changed, Um, and, like, for me, like, really nothing, nothing's really changed, so I don't, and I think for for most people, that's what it's going to be, and I think people need to take the time to look at the world that's actually around them, like physically, and not mm-hmm. worry so much about the stuff as a whole. Because obviously, like, like, I don't know, like Chicago has like gun violence problems right now. Like that's an issue that they're facing. And that's an issue that they need to resolve. You and me, you know, sharing our thoughts and giving our two cents on the issue isn't doing anything except like upsetting people, starting arguments, whatever. We're not not helping anything mm-hmm. so i mean make a note yeah of i see where you're coming on from and be like, yeah, okay, that's a good point we don't want this to happen to us you know what 
what's going on there. Well, let's focus on our city and make sure we be the best, be the best person you can be and work towards, you know, being the best city you could be, you know, whatever bite-sized chunk that you can actually influence <laughs> instead sure. of just, I don't know. But I mean, that can't be applied to like every situation. Like I hate going back to gun violence because we were on that last time, but like, like Chicago's problems are like, you know, it's, it's Chicago's problems. the same like any other, you know, Kentucky's problems or Kentucky's problems, but like, you know what I mean? Anyway, um, uh, And I don't, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, just worry about yourself, right? It, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to say that, but realize like what actually is impacting you and what's not, right? Yeah, I agree with that. There's shitty stuff in the world, but don't let it get you down. Be the best person you can be. Mm-hmm. If you have a chance to make things better, do it. Mm-hmm. But screaming on Facebook is not going to do anything. It's, it's just making people mad. Uh, right. You're just polarizing the circle that you actually do affect. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I was going to say that, like, so uh, with someone like, you know, specific areas have a specific problems. I agree with that. You know, leave that to them. But when it's something that's like, you know, like gun violence in schools. That, like, that's not really restricted to an area. I mean, outside of America, it's not really, you know, it, it's it's only here, but it's right. Every so state. it's important. Like, we may not have had an incident, but we almost did. We did not have an incident here. That doesn't mean, oh, it can't happen here, right? Exactly. It's important to be informed of what's going yeah. on. And take measures to make sure that it doesn't happen in your community. Not thinking that you're the greatest thing ever and you can go save the entire country from these issues. That's that's the thing. So be aware of what's going on and make sure that you take measures where you actually influence it in your hometown. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I I can get on with that. Yeah. I mean, I think that is the that is the encouraging thing. And this is the last thing I'm going to kind of say on this. Um, that is the most encouraging thing I see is that I, I think that people are really starting to realize what you're talking about is like, OK, what can I do to affect the situation that I hate? I can do stuff in my local community like I can make my community better. Yeah. And so is, if everybody does that, America is going to be. Uh, you know, they're going to be in pretty good shape. Like, if everybody comes to that, you know, comes to that point. Mm-hmm. I think we can get there if everybody takes it to heart. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, Dylan, your, t- so your topic. Do you have one? You're breaking up. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm, I'm doing my best on this hotel stuff. Oh. Can you hear us now? I can hear you now. Okay. Do you have your topic for that you were supposed to do last week, but you weren't here? Where I talk about what's wrong with America? Yeah. What, what's something that you would like to see, uh, you know, change? Yeah. Uh, I think I may have spoke on this a little bit in a previous one. I can't remember if that was talking about this or if I was talking like just talking to you. Um, 
But uh, the biggest thing to me is I think money's got to back out of it a little bit. Like I, I think obviously you have to have money to do things. That's just how the world works. But I think it's gotten to a point where, like I talked about just a second ago, with the income income inequality gap, people don't feel like they are connected to their government anymore. They don't feel like they have an actual like fighting chance of making an impact. Uh, beyond you know voting for you know fourth district constable whatever the hell that guy does like so to me that's the biggest thing is with income inequality being like it is you can either bump everybody's income up where they can have the same effect on politics not going to happen or you can take out money's influence or at least take out how strong money's influence is um That is uh, that to me, that's my biggest thing. And I think I had never really thought about what you just said, Lee, about how, you know, I, I think it's at least when I was in college, everybody always talked about, oh, no, you got to stay informed. You got to stay informed. You got to know what's going on. You got to know what's going on. And while, you know, that is important, it's important to know, like, be aware of the world around you and, and see if things can change your worldview. But, you know, does it do me any good to protest in the streets of Lexington, the gun violence in Chicago? Yeah. Like, and maybe it does. I'm sure there's somebody out there that has an argument for that. It does. Yeah. But at least in my mind, no, it's okay. What can we learn from, how can we help Chicago and how can we, how can we learn from the mistakes that they've committed? Right. Nobody from Chicago come shoot me. Cause I said, your city <laughs> made mistakes. I went there very recently and I loved it. So, <laughs> So yeah, that, that's what I've got, and I've had two weeks to think about it. So I'm kind of a, uh, I'm uh, I was very succinct. Normally, I feel like I ramble for days. Yeah. So with the money thing, I kind of want to. I really, I kind of want to argue both sides at the same time. Where okay, well, in terms of their influence on elections and stuff, I like I I think I said this on the last episode. I just I don't want I want it gone. Like mm-hmm. if there was any way to just. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Some people will argue, oh, well, you know, corporations that have a voice too, but, I mean, no, their voice is too loud. (laughs) Yeah, I think it should be just actual human citizen. That's it. Yeah, like I could maybe see, okay, a corporation can be allocated one vote. It's like, that's what you get, yeah. You don't get to give money anyway, though. Um, But, like, with the... um, the income inequality. I don't know what you guys think is like. In my mind, you can't. Nothing's ever going to be equal. I don't want it to be equal, but I want people to make money based on how much effort they put into it. Just kind of scale it that way. But I do think, for example, the lowest paid employee at my job versus the highest paid employee versus the, you know, the change in the difficulty of the job, I think the gap is too big. But like, um, you know, a line worker in our factory, not a Dylan line worker, but a factory line worker mm-hmm. making 30000 a year, let's say, and then a CEO that runs the company making 100000 I'm okay with that. Like, I don't know. What do you think, Dylan? That seems like a reasonable amount. But sometimes I look at it, I'm like, he's making how much, right? So it's just like, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, I, I think probably your values need to be adjusted a little bit. But I see where your sentiment's coming from because the CEO now is making, you know, fifty million, yeah. which doesn't <laughs> seem correct for what a CEO actually does. And I think the weird part is part of it has to do with just the like you get more money for how many things you own, how many corporations you own. But I mean, I just want it to be based on how much time are you putting into this? Like, I know that like my boss is working, you know, an extra couple hours almost every day on a weekly basis. And he could make, you know, 75, 50, 75% more than me. I'm okay with that because I'm not working as much as him. But, so, you know, you, you got to think some of these, you know, multi-million dollar CEOs, does what they bring to the table really warrant that kind of? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to say no. I don't know if you're asking me like rhetorically, but no, I, I definitely don't think so. Because often, here's what I, I'm learning as I've gotten out and into the, into a very corporate world, you know. Uh, I don't know if I've ever actually mentioned the name of the company I work for. If I have, uh, I wish I hadn't. I'm not going to now, but it is a Fortune 500 company. um, And there is so much fucking corporate bloat that you cannot get anything done. Like, it's impossible. The bureaucracy has overtaken itself. And all of the people that I work for, like at the top down that are making decisions about how to run a railroad, are all bankers. So like, where, how is that, how is that correct is, is where that's where I feel like the money thing comes from, you know, is like, I can get a job running a fortune 500 company, making decisions that affect how this thing operates, but I'm a banker. (laughs) Yeah. And like, so I don't want to, I think there's a distinction I want to make between like the people that get brought in to run a company versus the one that actually built it from the ground up. Like Bill Gates is one of the wealthiest people ever. I have no issue with Bill Gates because it's his company. He built it from the start. It's his. But if he goes out, right, and somebody else comes in, that person didn't do shit, man. Exactly. Maybe they, they went to maybe they went to school a little bit and they know some things, but to give him what he was making, it doesn't seem. It, correct i mean i i see where you're, what you're saying and like i think it's like absolutely fucking idiotic that like there are these people who have so much money that they could just take it and it would not affect them at all and they could like go to you know like flint and give them clean water or whatever or go like they could fix a whole lot of issues and i think it's selfish and greedy and idiotic that like that stuff's not getting done but like mm-hmm. at the same time like, you know, say Bill Gates dies, I'm going to imagine he chose who's going to come after him because it's his thing, or at least they have some sort of, like, thing set up where they're going to choose a, the right person. And, I mean, as stupid as it is for someone who didn't create a company to get, like, a whole bunch of money just for sitting on their ass, like, if that was the person's choice who made the company to give that person all the money that they're getting, that was that person's decision to give their money and their title to that person. And I mean, I think as, you know, as time goes on, you know, you know, that, that might just, it's just going to keep getting more and more divided as people do like, you know, have less and less of a claim to the original companies and stuff. But like, kind of think that's how it is. And, and also you don't, 
like we don't really know what it is like to be a CEO because like right because the way I see it is like there's like your CEO is badass especially like Apple or something like your CEO you're very rich and you're very powerful but then it kind of becomes like a like a middle school to high school sort of thing where like you know CEO you're like the like you're you're at the, you're the eighth grader of the middle school and you're the CEO but then you can look at it as like you know say you know it's a new company or something you're a CEO, but you're, like, the smallest fish in the pond now. Like, you're the yeah. freshman of the high schoolers now. So, I mean, it could be very different. There could be things that we don't even, like, as just regular people who don't make, like, multiple millions or billions a year, like, that we just don't see, that we just don't even know about. There could be a whole bunch of stuff that, like, that, like, divide in power and money blinds just the regular person to. Yeah. Like, this is probably, like a discussion for an entire podcast and we might come back just because it's there's so much to it right so you can't i know people just be like oh well just you know take money from the rich and distribute to everyone else and it's like okay well i don't think that's the issue right i i think it's just the society as a whole has created this and the way we've done things has created this so I feel like, like you were saying, like CEOs, like they're trying to chase the other CEOs and make as much as they're making. They've lost focus of, you should be focused on your company and your people within that company. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not a thing anymore. It, like, it is not a thing, especially at my workplace. Like, it's just, it's, we're just expendable pawns, right? And I, it used to not be that way. You, I, like you you worked with a company your entire life you know 50 60 years yeah ago. yeah you were that's why um you know i'm whatever job i take next i, I don't think i will ever work for a publicly traded company again if i can help it like they, it's not going to be on my first tier of yeah. places to work for like something that's family owned or employee owned, or at least a, like some sort of private entity. I, I just think is the way to go. And and I know that like, I, I don't know enough about macroeconomics to know what the stock market even does other than <laughs> I, I just, I just know that a lot of people make a lot of money off work that they don't do. Yeah. That's <laughs> the stock market is, it's not what people think it is, really. It's just people buying and selling stock in a company so that they get a share of the profits. And if they think it's not worth the investment, they sell it. If they think it is, they buy it. And that's all the number is. So if everybody on one day, you know, and this is what I hate about it. Somebody, Donald Trump could say something stupid and then everybody sells everything. Right? All it is is like, people's opinion of how the country's doing but they have no idea what they're talking about mm-hmm. so and yeah that's another part of it is that like when you own a multi a huge company like that you have to answer to other people too right they're like we want you to make money that's why we gave you money so do it you know it's just a shitty mindset and like i agree with dylan i think it would be cool like you go to school, you get a degree, 
whatever, something you're interested in or go to a trade school with the idea of, you know, me, maybe a couple of friends or family members are going to start a business in X, you know, we want to do this and then you do it and you just have a bunch of those all over the place versus yeah. like five companies that own everything. But I don't know how to get there at this point. I mean, I mean, what the hell do you even do? You could do like, so, so, so you, when you go to school, you like go, you fill out your FAFSA, and then you like, you know, you start taking classes and all this stuff, and you'll be in classes with other people, but chances are you don't know those other people. Um, I don't know, maybe schools, maybe either new schools that do this could pop up, or, you know, I'm assuming if they did, then the other existing schools would adopt this anyways, but... Have it where, like, you enroll with people that you already know, and you know you work well with them, and then you be like, listen, like, you know, kind of like a two minds are better than one sort of thing. Like, you both take the same classes and stuff. Hell, maybe you even just, like, split one book between the two of you for each class, so you're, you know, saving some money. And then, like, you both go, or you all, however many people you sign up with, you all go and you go through these courses that have been, you know, that you've looked at. And then it'll get you guys where you want to go. I mean, you know, I guess the only difference is it's just you're going to school. It's just you're staying in, you're just physically with the people that you already yeah. have to work well with. So like our school would, they would work with big accounting firms and get us in with them. But why don't we instead, you know, focus that on, let us prep you for starting your own business on top of what you're doing. And be like, like you say, even like, here's a, even like a class, like a graduating class, like in a certain area, just be like, why don't you guys start your own business and train them, prep them for that, the things you have to do. <laughs> but my concern now is people that start their own businesses, two things happen. One, they can't compete and they lose, right? Yes. If you were to open your own grocery store in Versailles, you would lose the Kroger every time. Yes, there's people that would make the choice to go shop local or something like that. But, like, honestly, not everybody can afford to do that. Mm -hmm. So that happens or they grow a company and then they sell out. Mm -hmm. Because exactly. they're just as greedy as everyone else. So, I mean, part of the problem is just the greed. But that's what's been beaten into us growing up. It's just... Oh. This is the way the world is. You have to be greedy with them. That's the only way you'll survive. Maybe that's just how it's supposed to be, though. I mean, because, like, you know, I can't say for, like, way long ago, but, I mean, like, in all the major civilizations and stuff, there's always like, money or some sort of, like, trading or something going on, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's just people want to preserve themselves. Yeah. And, like... When all you have to worry about is, like, staying the fuck alive, you just got to worry about, like, having food and shelter and, like, some defense of some sort. But, like, you know, now, you know, that greed, I guess that, like, <clears throat> greed or, like, drive to stay alive translates to modern day differently because now it is, you know, you need money and you need, you know, you need money and, like, insurance and that's, like... That's what you need, and if you can make it, then you are gonna sell out. I think that's just kind of how it's supposed to be, and like, and like, we have it good. 
If we're mm. being honest, if you don't look at anyone else, look at yourself. Mm. It's like, you know you're going to eat. You know you've got somewhere to stay. And, like, honestly, we don't have to worry about finding work either. Like, you can survive. That's not a concern. You mm. know, we don't have to fear about dying from starvation. So that's good. So I can't complain about that. But, yes, the gap is getting to be a little, you know... Who needs that much money? I mean, no one, but I mean, it might just be one of those situations where it's going to be like uh, that book, I think it's called like The Teleporter or something, The Time Machine, that's it, where eventually he finds like the people who are, you know, they got rich in the past and they had a bunch of people working for them and eventually it just kind of split to where, you know, the worker people got kind of annexed away and ended up living on the ground and the other people started a... Uh, you know, they just lived up on the surface super happy. So, like, I think we might just mm-hmm. be on our way to that. Like, I mean, like, the way it's supposed to fix itself is, like, Dylan, let's say your job, you don't like the way they're doing things. You leave and you go find a new job or start your own business. We'll come back to that in a second, right? And then this keeps happening at your company and they realize, oh, shit we're doing something wrong our employees are pissed now we have nobody to work for us okay we have to a we have to pay them more or not work them as hard blah 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 blah. that's what's supposed to happen but it's not always easy to find a replacement job that quick and most of them you get stuck in the same situation again and like we said before you can't start your own business like it's, it's impossible like it's so hard to do some people do it but that's how it's supposed to fix itself, but it can't. So again, I think we're back to the corporate beast has gotten too big. It has, man. That they they've gotten too big to fail. Those are actual words used. Yeah. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, t- take or leave Obama. I think he was just millennia better than than what we have now. Even if. Uh, even if you dislike his policies, I, I just think he was a lot more likable. Like I just dislike Donald Trump yeah. uh, policies be damned. But anyway, but the, the one thing yeah. I never did like about Obama was the, the bailout, man. I, I didn't agree with that yeah. because it was the system was trying to take its course. And I understand his thought process, but w- what I think that created was a mindset change in these companies because they're all doing exactly what they had done previously. Yeah. You know, they're, they're exact, they're back to the same old game. And like, I mean, maybe it's just always going to be this way. Uh, but I just feel like there used to be a time when people had a chance, you know, like, of like the American, maybe we were just all sold the American dream and it never actually existed. But, Mm -hmm. That's I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think that way. I don't think. Uh, no, I, I would I would was, much rather yeah. believe. Well, I mean, I think it's also worth you know thinking it could have been like that. At least you know. I think it could have been, point. and I like as of right now, my beliefs on what I've read and stuff is the government has to stay the fuck out of the market. Like all they do is fuck shit up. Like. No, because 
when you regulate, for example, you dump in regulation to try and regulate the big businesses, you end up screwing over the small companies, right? If you've got, I don't know, like certifications and certain audits you have to go through, all that those costs money and small business can't keep up with it. Yeah. So you, you've gone infected up there. And like you said, with like the bailouts, you fucked it up again. It tried to correct itself to say, mm-hmm. I can't do that. But then we stick our hands in again and fuck it up again. That's just kind of mm-hmm. where I'm at. It's just leave, leave it alone. Like just, I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of like with regulation, it's just kind of spiraled out of control where it's like, okay, there's no rules. Everybody makes something, right? You start a business, but then somebody starts a business right next to you and starts making the exact same thing for like a penny cheaper and everybody starts buying yours, right? So somebody invented a rule. It's like, okay, well, you can't do this. And it's just rules on rules that keep building. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, well, shit. <laughs> so they, they, they kind of just made a maze of rules where they can come out on top most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I think... See, people say that, I don't know, like, I don't think that any of them are too big to fail because, like, maybe in the short term, yeah. But, like, there's two things. There's one, if if things keep going the way, like, if people's mindsets keep going the way that they are, where you can just basically get mad, and, like, if enough people get mad, then, like, you're kind of screwed. Like, I don't think it can get that bad now, but... You know, if if you give it, like, 10 years, 15 years of people, you know, a couple generations of people growing up thinking that, you know, you can just sit there and yell and scream and bitch to get your point across and then, you know, things will change. I think, honestly, maybe, I don't know, that'll probably be the downfall. Just, like, the stress that the, you know, all the money that they're making on, on the corporate side and stuff and then everyone being unhappy and further distant feeling from them, you know, feel like eventually it'll hit a head where it's going to change one way or another. I always kind of never, I never liked the, really the idea of finance where somebody gets rich doing absolutely nothing. Granted, they have to make good decisions on stuff, but they just throw their money in places and now they're super rich. And that has, that well, no, and that that's what, to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the, here's the the problem I see with exactly what you're talking about is there's no risk involved, really. If you're a financier, you get other people's money, and if you mess up, they're fucked. Yeah. Your reputation is bad, but they are fucked. Like, Don't like it, man. Yeah, I, my, my only hope is that, you know, as we grow older, we can make these changes slowly. Just the mindset of everything. Because really... That's why you gotta go vote. Yeah. And like the people... I don't... There's no... I don't think there's really any CEOs our age per se. Like super wealthy people. Um, Hopefully like they don't just, you know, dump it on their kid and then they just perpetuate the the thing. But yeah. It's... Mm -hmm. It starts... The change starts with the people. You can't... You can't start by pointing fingers either. Also, I think it's possible, like, because, cause, like, whether you're on, like, the, like, I guess, you know, poor, air quote, side of the money spectrum or, like, the, like, obscenely wealthy side, like, either way, like, they are human and, like, they're going to have kids and, you know, 
like the, that those generations are going to grow up with a slightly changed mindset than the ones before. So I think eventually, honestly, like if 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 like certain ideals and stuff become pervasive enough, I do I do think it's possible for like change to be made on the corporate level or on the like high rank like political level. If like you know those people's kids, you know it wouldn't be a quick change, but like you know their kids or their kids' kids or something like that, you know maybe start, you know turning their gaze differently and seeing more from our point of view. Yeah. So it could be. I don't know. It could be I, hogwash though. I could see it being like all it takes is like one of these big CEOs or executives to have this change and be like, you know what. I I could do without a couple, several thousand or several million dollars. I'm just gonna just gonna pay people more just for the hell of it, mm-hmm. right? And then everybody wants to work there all of a sudden. So all the people are getting drained from the other places, and then they say, "Hey, well, they're doing that too. Well, now we got to copy that." I think we've been everybody's just copycatting the most successful. And then they just keep trying to outdo each other, but they're going the wrong way, and it's making the gap bigger. We need to start coming the other way. But it's it again. It, somebody has to do the right thing. Maybe it's up to mm-hmm. us to like reverse psychology then into doing that. I don't know how you do it, but we could come together as a fucking big old citizen group and do something. Yeah. I don't know what. But yeah, all right, so that is Dylan's topic, money, and that kind of went all over the place, but hey, I felt like it was a good talk. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. All right, I feel like we should throw a game in the middle of this. Talk about it. <laughs> Just so I'm it's ready not to play. dead serious. So, we're going to attempt Google Feud again. This is the official Google Feud that I found, and I've messed around with it a little bit. It's still not fantastic, but... It's much better than the one we were trying. So you've got culture, people, names, and questions as a category. Names is freaking impossible because it just it'll say like um, uh, Evan, and then you have to say, okay, well, who are some famous Evans that people would look up? And then right. it's hard to do because they give you a weird name. It's not like John, you know, that'd be easy. Or, John Bell, okay. Yeah, so that's an easy, but it doesn't give you Johns. Anyway, um, let's see. Let's keep score. Dylan, and this this actually gives me a score, so that's what we'll do. If you guess it and it shows up, you get all the points. If we show the answers and you technically had it right, we'll give you half of those points. All right. Those are the rules. Dylan, pick the first category. Oh, there was culture on there? Yep. All right, I want I want culture then. Culture. So you just have to fill in this autocomplete. It says Lady Gaga's. Okay. Fill in the blank. Now it may be more than one word, but a lot of times it's you know one or two words. Dylan. Okay, uh, Lady Gaga's new album. Ooh. New album number mm. six for five thousand points. Hell yeah. What can I redeem my points for? Um, Go to the Do You Believe podcast website. For six million, you can get a free mug. Wow. Yes. I think that might be achievable. 
Oh, God. All right. I need to get these. Aaron said <laughs> Lady Gaga's poker face. Man. That is ant. I'm going to say Lady Gaga's, I'm going to say net worth. Oh. Number two for $9,000. One job. Okay, not that. Whatever. Aaron has zero. Moving in. So, um, do you want. Hey, what was number one? What was right, number one? I'll at least reveal what number one was. Number one was tattoos. Dang. Huh, I would have never got that. Mother. What the? Mom is 7000 and mother is 1000 <laughs> All right, next round. Aaron, you may select the category. Questions. The one that says questions are just random as crap. So, Aaron, I hate my... Boss. Ooh, boss. Ooh, number yeah. five. I thought that'd be higher I up. thought it'd be higher, too. Number five for 6,000 points. Dylan. I'm going to say I hate my life. Number Fuck one answer. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> Well, uh, try to get oh, yeah, some points somewhere. I hate my. Mm. Oh, this is tough. Hot and, and sweet Skittles. I hate my hot and sweet oh, I Skittles. I want to say, like, I hate my wife. Number seven. Okay. Carrie, I didn't hear that. <laughs> All right. Uh, for the next round, I don't know how many rounds we're doing. When you get bored, we'll we'll tell the world. Who's seventy? I like this game. Right away. Okay, hold on. We're too good. All right, I'm gonna. I'll just go down the line. I'll do names and show you guys how tough it is. Um, Matthew. Oh. We'll start with Dylan. Um. Uh, uh, Matthew. Ugh. This is going to be hard for me because I don't really know actors' names that well. I just know the movies they've been in. Matthew McConaughey. Fuck, that's like the only Damn, Matthew I had. I don't want to mess it up. McConaughey. Oh, God. That, I would have gotten that one wrong. Wow, that's the weirdest. McConaughey. Whoa, what? Okay, now. Number two. Wait, wait, that's so cheap. You he just doesn't get all those points. <laughs> he just got nineteen hundred points off that because that had three answers. Is it is McConaughey? McConaughey movies and McConaughey wife. Let's go. Should we give him that? I'm the best at this game. Alright, we'll give it to you, Dylan. How about that? Aaron, number one answer still on the board. Um The Apostle. I don't know. Is there an Apostle Matthew? I don't know. Man, I'm gonna do. Oh crap! Um, Matthew. Shit. There's no other famous man. There's only Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. There's the only famous Matthew. Yeah, the rest of them go by Matt, man. Isn't there a Matthew and Charlie Brown? Is it Matthew Broderick? Mm. Is that his name? Mm. I don't know. I Matthew don't Stafford, number one. There's Stafford really? stats. <laughs> okay. And Stafford stats. Matthew well, Stafford has three. Okay. Oh, man. Dang. I should be ashamed of myself. Why? Because I'm a Lions fan. Matthew Bellamy. There's a Lions fan. Lions I should have said Matthew Bellamy. Uh, I should have. There are more famous. Uh, uh, all right. Well, Dylan's taking this away. 
Mm-hmm. We'll just go mm-hmm. right down the line. Questions. Ever since the last time you talked to me, I just I just keep Stop looking it. up. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to blank? We're gonna make Dylan go first each time since he's in the lead, so he has less time. Shit. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, we gave you nineteen thousand last time. I don't want to hear it. Let's see. What happened to my? What happened to my phone? My phone. Mm. <laughs> that have been number one. I would have just quit playing. I've been like, all right, I'm done. I'm too good at this. <laughs> dignity. Right. What happened to dignity? What happened to my dignity? And oh, I thought again, it was So, oh, ball is in one. my court. Go what happened it. to robot jobs? No. What happened to? I feel like there's a good answer. What happened to me? Damn it. <laughs> Number one answer. What happened to Vine? Uh-huh. Number two, Kim Kardashian. Oh, I thought it was what happened to my. Yeah, that's what I thought too, and I'm looking at the screen. Since nobody got uh-huh. points, we'll do a redo. <laughs> okay. Where can I buy human blank? Wow. Bones. Bones. Number 10 for 1,000 points. Aaron. Organs. Organs. What? Wow. It says no. I'm going to say hair. That's number four for seven. The liver is on there. Let's see. What happened to human chorionic gandantropin? Is number one. Where can I buy human effigies? Where can I buy human gray diatomaceous earth? Wow. Okay. Anyway, let's do. Let's do one more round. Double the points, and then we'll do. Yeah. Let's make the. Let's make the points worth. Ten times as many. Ten times as many. That way, if I get a point, then I can win. We'll do culture. Sitcom about blank. I guess, really, if you just have your answer, say it so that you can have first dibs on number one. If you think you got it. I'm going to say nothing. Nothing. Zero points. Sitcom about... America. No. I think I thought about that one way too hard. A restaurant. No, you guys suck. Okay, sitcom about about love. Sitcom about love. No. We got aliens, a waitress, alien abduction, Alaska, Hitler, teachers, Bookstore owner, heaven, the 80s, millennials. All we right. were not getting any of those. Give me another topic for 500 no, times. We're doing the speed round. I'm trying to think of how to score this. Dinosaurs. That's how fast speed my round is for the speed round. Will be worth 10 times the points. No. No, it's 500 not. times the points. Okay. Oh, Double the, double the points. 
Dylan, you're gonna go first. You're gonna have Aaron. Do you have a stopwatch? No. Nope. Phone here. Yeah, I'm I do have a phone though. Hold on. Bring up your stopwatch. We'll give you thirty seconds, and you can just say things, and I'll try and type them fast. Except for Dylan, I'll type real slow. Since he's. I just don't feel like this is fair for me right now. <laughs> well, it's not yeah, fair that you got nineteen thousand points. I'll watch and I'll make sure that he's not fucking you over. I just don't think you're going to be able to type that fast. All right, we'll we'll do do a minute. We'll do a minute then. Give me some typing. All right. Culture, people, names, or questions, you get to pick. I want questions. Questions? Start it when I start reading. Can a dog be blank? Uh, can a dog be constipated? <laughs> can a dog be deaf? <laughs> can a dog be hungry? <laughs> can a dog be a cat? Well, technically you got three strokes. Oh, all right. Well, that was Number one answer, can a dog be gay? <laughs> Huh. Number two president. <laughs> I don't think I would ever got any of these. I forget how fucking stupid humanity is. I'm never going to be good at this. All right. Actually, hold on. Reset. Well, I guess I can do this one. Start it for me. Ready, go. Why is my girlfriend so... I'm going to say mad, angry, sad, nothing. Cute, annoying, Cute, crazy, annoying, mean crazy. to me. Weird, <laughs> dumb, needy, emotional, jealous, clingy. Aaron. All right. Good luck. What? What category do you want? Give me a good old people. Again. On your mark. I hate it when you. How's this people? I hate it when you laugh. Hate it when you uh, shit. No, no, that's not my answer. <laughs> I hate it when you cry. And I hate it when you stop. Shoot me. No, sorry. Call and me number bro. Number one answer. I hate it when you call me bro. I heard it. I hate it when you work blue. I hate it when you jokes. What the? I'm very confused. But congratulations, Dylan. You win by. I don't even need to tally these. Several thousand. Um, a margin. A sizable margin. A train track size margin, you might say. <laughs> He, that was loves, a he, he loves trains. I'm going to send you a model train set here. <laughs> Dude, do you like bullet trains better than box trains? I feel like Maglev would be easier to maintain. <laughs> I hate all trains. What about those ones that like... What about the ones with the faces? Cowboys stand on with the, <laughs> the trains oh, with yeah. the faces. <laughs> Tommy. Okay. You're asking me how I feel about Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> yes. Is it, it, let me ask you this. Is it... Is Thomas the Tank Engine's anatomy like real to the actual live train? Maybe. Yeah, to like uh, older trains, yeah. 
That's pretty. That's an that's accurate show. Surrealism, man. Holy shit! I thought they all talked. When did I? Somebody told me like, was it Ringo Starr was on that show? He was the conductor. There you go. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the fuck? I, I was a yeah. kid. I had no idea. But that's Ringo nice. Starr was the conductor in uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. That's I'm gonna, I'm gonna wanna go watch that because as it stands, the only time I ever watch anything Thomas the Tank Engine related is like those. SFM videos or whatever they're called where they uh, it's like a Gary's Mod it's a video game sorry oh, for yeah. the video game yeah. talk everyone it's like the Gary's Mod videos yeah. there's always Thomas Tank, Tank Engine memes and I love them <laughs> it's the only train I want alright so we tried to have fun in that game it went okay I had a, but I had a great time people search weird things so you can't yeah, yeah. I thought that the other so, one was supposed to be Dylan movie. is a grand poobah. But we will try again. <laughs> I'm the grand poobah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the All belt. Right. I'll mail it to you. Um, it's just a regular leather belt. But yeah, I'll mail it to you. So our final little topic, serious topic for discussion is, um, you know, the idea behind this hot word right now, rhetoric, just means talking how you talk right yeah rhetoric is like fancy talking though i I don't think that they use the word as it's as it's meant right (laughs) because this is coming off of like two philosophy classes i took at the beginning of college uh socrates or plato or one of them was very uh against the reddest the rhetoricians because they were people that didn't know what they were talking about they just knew how to talk about nothing well Uh like they were very convincing people without any merit yeah um now i don't know if that still is kind of like how they're thinking about that term Hmm. but if so i mean i could see it you you hear about like hateful rhetoric yeah um in in the media or, or whatever um, I don't know. Go forward. Keep, keep going. So, you you so probably got a plan. Real quick before we go forward, though. So is it kind of like, uh, is rhetoric sort of like you have an issue and instead of exactly talking about the issue and points that can fix the issue, you compare it to something that is like sort of comparable but isn't actual. Like people are always like, I don't know, like this is just, I don't think this has any meaning at all. But like, so you'd be like, oh, like, uh, people gotta like the thing is people aren't treating America like a kindergarten or something like that nowadays like kind of that and then you go down that rabbit hole instead of actually talking about or is it like way different I don't stuff? think it's that specifically but I think that can yeah, I, th- it. I think that's like a, a, a tactic that is a part of it okay um, I, I would say like you know let's say that um, you know we're trying to have a discussion about like, I, I think that schools should be open 24 hours a day and you don't think that they should. And instead of us, like, like I have all of these facts backing up why I think schools should be open 24 hours a day. Um, and you don't, but you still win the argument cause you're a better arguer than I, am, oh, but you I don't have like actual saying. facts backing it up. I see. So it's kind of like, like, confusing people almost or like like just 
I mean, really just doing anything you can to just, like, get the upper hand without actually having the upper hand. So the way I understand rhetoric, rhetoric is rhetoric is about winning an argument, not being right. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Alright. You know, so, okay. so that was that was the thing, at least if I remember from like I said, that two philosophy classes I took in my freshman year of college. Uh, Socrates or Plato or Aristotle was in search of the truth, uh, whereas rhetoricians were in search of winning the argument. Yeah. Alright. And I feel like that's pretty much how society operates nowadays anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. So. It's more important to be right, or it's more important to win the argument than it is to be like, no, this is the best solution. It's a shame. So I wanted to tie it in with the, the, the main thing is, so right now, Trump is typically blamed for his rhetoric, which is the way he is going about talking about things is creating hostile environments, is creating uh, divisiveness among the people and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I just kind of want to look at, like, do you buy into that? And then how much um, another another aspect of what's in there is that saying the way, for example, the way Trump talks had a core was kind of impacted like the guy that was like mailing the bombs to people saying that because of the way he was talking it kind of made this guy snap and do what he wanted to do and then the second part of this conversation will kind of be like at what point what what are you allowed to say and get away with uh where's the, the line there and then also does that line change if you're in power and uh I think we'll all have different opinions. So that's kind of what I do. So like the first part is just like the way Trump talks is very antagonizing. I think we can all say that. Yeah. So I would agree. Do you, one is, do you think that's having an impact on society as a whole people? Or do you think it's just a select minority? And two, if something bad were to come about, does he share in, does he share in that? I, I don't think I think it can be to be to blame, but like at the end of the day, they're they're their own moral actors. Like he he never explicitly said, "I wish people would go shoot up synagogues" or "I wish people would mail pipe bombs to my opponents." Right. But it is the way that he does go about saying things, kind of incepts that into other people's minds. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he is to blame. I don't think he's punishable for, for that other than, I mean, I guess like, you know, voting him out if, if you consider that a, a punishment, but, but yeah, I think that the way people in power, the way that people look up to, um, you know, they look to the office of the president, just like that. I mean, people look to athletes and, and, and how people emulate, how people behave people that they idolize they emulate how they behave so if trump if i if i love trump and trump says it's okay or the way he acts um makes me think it's okay to uh, listen i want to win and no matter what it takes uh you know the the fake news is is just they're just going to keep lying to me like he's very much to blame for that i think okay Aaron. Well, I had a I had a point earlier, but then I forgot it listening to him. So, 
Um, I have that effect on people. <laughs> I can try to throw something together while you try and gather your thoughts. Yeah, you do. You, let me keep thinking on this and listen to what you're saying. I don't know. I'm still thinking about this. Um, that's what I do at work instead of working. Or I do it while I work. Um, I would, you know, I'd say, I'd say he should, I don't know, Dylan brought up a good point saying, like, you know, like, you kind of do what, you know, people, you know, who you idolize or who you really, you know, look up to, you do kind of how they do. And I think, I think Trump actually does realize the effect he can have and he just, like, he plays it in a way that's going to get him the most, like, you know, views or whatever you want to say. Like, just has the most people watching him. Like, so I think he knows what's going on. But, like, you know, I am a big believer that, yeah, you know, those people, you know, the pipe bomb dude and everyone, like, you know, they act on their own, like, decisions. It's not like he's got someone, you know, for all we know, at least, he didn't have someone with a gun to his head saying, mail these pipe bombs out or anything like that. Um, right. So I don't know. I think. I think that like there is weight in thinking that like the president especially has, you know, has an influence on what he says, and the fact that like people argue it or that we're even debating it, like that's an impact right there. Like you know, so it does have you know, he does impact everyone, but like, I mean, I I think that you know he's not the one doing that stuff. Then like. He shouldn't be held accountable for it. Again, like, unless he's sitting there, like, you know, threatening to kill someone or someone's family or something like that, if they don't do something, then I don't think he should be held accountable for it. There's no law that says he can't say or do what he's saying and doing. So, I don't, I don't blame him directly. Like, I don't, one, because I don't think it was his intention to do this. Now, people may disagree with that, but I think it's just he likes to fire up his his base, you know, with all these rallies and stuff. He likes to get them excited, so he's going to say things that gets them excited. Unfortunately, with both sides, there are always people that are just diehard supporters mm-hmm. for God knows why. Like, you ask them why, they have no idea. They're just like, woo, you know, mega, mega, all that stuff. They're all about it. And those are the kind of people that will take things in ways that he may not have intended. Mm-hmm. I think he's, if you're going to accuse him of anything, it's of just being a little bit reckless. He's not thinking about those crazy people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking about that. And that's, but again, I, I won't blame him for anything that happens, but I'll say, hey, you know, you're you ha- you're in a position of power. People are watching you. Not all these people are sane. Try not to rile people up, but that's what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he always does. He just tries to rile people up. I mean, that's kind of what any politician does. Though it's just he does it. A, he does it a bit. I don't know. He does he's it, he's really. Good I've at never it. seen any of the other presidents quite like him. Right. I mean, it's, they they want to fire up their base in a respectful manner. Like like a, a very strong applause, you know, not okay. like people, you know, taking their shirts off and throwing shit, you know. 
Yeah. But that's what he's after. That's what but, he likes. I mean, at the same time, I mean, like, you know, like, you had, you know, you heard, I at least heard things about, um, I think it was, I don't think it was a Bernie rally. I think it was a Clinton rally where um, some people, had, they were there and they had their uh, Trump hats on and everyone was, like, fucking throwing things at them and, like, eventually they had to leave. Right. So, like, yeah. Maybe, maybe another part is... It's not all the blames seems to be going to Trump for everything that happens, right? Yeah. Like the pipe bomb thing was supposedly he was, you know, a pro Trump person that did this. Blame Trump. Okay. I can kind of follow that logic, that makes sense. But then like with the synagogue thing, it was an anti Semite, you know. I've never heard Trump say anything anti Semitic. No, but I mean, Hitler did. Let's go dig him up in the... But then they just board. say, oh, because of the environment he's created, it's his fault. And it's just like, okay, well, everything's going to be his fault now if we're going to do that. But I think everybody in the news and in power all contributes to this. They contribute, but again, like, it's it comes down to the individual people's actions. Like, it does. They, they can choose not to or to do it. And, like, that's where I... Like, like they do have an effect on things, but, like... I feel like people trying to say, oh, this is because of the environment he created. I feel like that's people kind of trying to just, like, you know, just get a leg up and be like, oh, we'll fuck Trump again. Like, it's, I don't know. I, I just don't think that if the person did it or, it, sorry, I'm, I'm hijacking your, your thing. But, I mean, if you didn't physically do it or you didn't physically force someone to do it, then, like... You can't be held accountable. That's how I see it. Yeah, for me, if if I see somebody call for violence, it's a red flag right there. But like anything after that, it's just like okay, it's up to the person that's hearing it. It's their interpretation. At the end of the day, if they decide to snap and do something insane, I I don't I don't think it matters. I don't know. It's nobody nobody cares about their audience. Like, we know these people are out there. And, you know, it's, it's hard to say, yeah, we have to censor ourselves and say, like, only the nicest things because somebody might do something crazy, right? I mean, that's not the right answer either. I don't know. Uh, I think it just... I think the answer to at least, like, that is, you know, trying to redo things, probably redo the mindset of the country or whatever. It's just where... I don't know, where, where the focus isn't on just, like, getting people, you know, pumped up or riled or, like, just getting people on your side, but actually trying whether it's going to get people on your side or not to do what you think is right and actually think is right and actually, you know, stick to your own guns. Of course, maybe your own guns are to be a genocidal maniac. So, I don't know. I don't think there's a clear answer, really. I think, like, people just need to... I don't know, like, the news people as well, everybody really needs to stand up for what's right, even if it means agreeing with the other side for some reason. Like, uh, like a big thing recently is just harassing people in restaurants that you don't like, and it's happened to both sides, like, people on both sides. I think we can all agree it's not acceptable. Dylan. Dylan!
You guys are breaking up really bad on my end. I keep thinking it's going to die off, but it is not. Oh. Did you hear anything? I mean, I heard, like, some tent poles of everything that was being said, but I was just hoping it would just uh, remedy itself if I sat quietly. Oh. <laughs> I'm just I mean, it seems to be man. fine now. Yeah. Our last point was just, you know, we've seen on both sides somebody getting harassed in a restaurant. I think we can all agree that's not cool. So I think it's important for both sides in the positions of power to say this is not cool. And I think that'll help tone a lot of things down, right? If, um, you know, at, really, if Trump were to start this, that would be the quickest way to solve the problem. If sometime Donald Trump called out somebody and said, hey, that we sh- you shouldn't be acting that way, you know, that's, that's, you know, violent, that's offensive, or that's not productive... But if he said something like that, I'd probably shit my pants. So. Yeah, I keep dreaming there, buddy. Uh, I don't know if you've been watching these rallies he's been on, uh, mm-hmm. but it is uh, he's the same old dude. Let me just. I would say he's not helping. He's not helping the climate. But again, like you said, Aaron, these are individual actors. Unless he's directly calling for something, then. I, I can't put any of the blame on him. I mean, exactly. It's like... We all share in... This is the climate we create. Yeah. So, you know, we all share in that, but it, you can't... At the end of the day, it's, it's that person's decision. Yeah. The, the common denominator between, you know, you know, any, like, at least going back to the people getting, like, the Trump people getting booted out of the one rally and then, like, people at the Trump rally acting nuts, you know, like... Yeah. The common denominator there is the people. Like, that's... I mean, I think people are just... People in mass are just fucking stupid. And I think that... If they can fit anything into... You know, just make their collective... Just their collective viewpoint just to further that, they're gonna. And they won't think anyone... You know, maybe I am wrong in saying that Trump... You know, shouldn't be held accountable for that. I don't think I am, but like, you know, people don't usually even make it to questioning that. Like, they just say, okay, you know, this happened and Trump, we hate him and he's in power right now, so it's his fault. So, like, you know, I bet you if, if that stuff was happening under Obama, the Trump or the Republicans would be saying, you know, the same thing people are saying about Trump. And then people who like Obama would just be sitting there, you know, instead of getting mad at him, they'd be defending him or something. I just, but I just feel like to, if I, again, I heard about every third word of that, but I think if I'm understanding you right, my thing, just what you said about, like, I feel like Obama was not liked by right wing conspiracy nutters. And although people like more typical Republicans didn't like his policies, they liked him. That like my my mom and dad both are usually pretty Republican on everything they do, and they didn't like Obama because of how like what he did affected their insurance. They didn't agree kind of with how he handled the financial crisis, but they did like him. I feel like Trump doesn't even try to to come across the line and be a person that people can like. Like he relishes in this image yeah. of the oh the the snowflake left like. Mm-hmm. If he can rile his supporters, that's what he wants to do. 
Like it, it's never been about like, okay, well, you know, we may disagree on some things, but I can respect you. I, I have zero respect for him. I have respect for the office that he holds, but not him as a person at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I didn't feel that way. And I, I mean, I was young when George W was in there, but looking back, I don't ever remember being like, man, W is like, just what a hateable person. Yeah. You, you know, like yeah. as a person, he's you know, probably fine. Whether was he a good president? I don't think so. But as a person, I, I and, and, you- and I, Sorry, this will be the last thing I say. And I I just don't buy into the, oh, I'm just in it for his for his politics, because the executive office, if you were just in it for his politics, like for the politics, then like the legislation is where you need to be, because those guys aren't faces. They're representatives of like parties and PACs to get certain amendments passed. Mm -hmm. The office of the president is a person. Yeah. You know, that that is somebody that is a leader. He is the face of the nation. So he needs to be a good person, if you ask me. I totally see what you're saying. Um, you know, like to put like forth a, you know, like a good impression and everything. Um, my only thing is I, and like not putting any blame on you or anything. Cause like a lot, of, I've heard all tons of people say that, especially about um, Obama and Bush is, you know, like, you know, a lot of times I hear people say like, you know, if I could have like a beer with any of the presidents, it would be like with Bush or with like Bill Clinton or something like that. You know, my only thing is, like, we, none of us know these people. None of us have ever met these people. We see them on a screen. We see them essentially giving a script. And, like, whether that person is, you know, orange and being a jackass or, you know, white and, you know, just being Bush or black and just being Obama, like, I don't think that we should ever feel super comfortable with them because... The way I see it is if you're getting to that part, like if you're getting to be president and going that high up the chain, like you got to be willing to do some shady things. And I don't think that the people that get that far are, uh, I guess, free of moral corruption. I don't think anyone is, but like I think them especially, they got to be willing to turn a blind eye or something like that at the very least. And I think it's dangerous to just automatically assume not trying to hate on, on what you're saying or anything. I know this is no, a no, topic, no. but, like, I think it is dangerous to just kind of, like, assume. Because, like, man, for all we know, like, like Trump could just be a super nice dude. It's just on camera. He acts like a jackass. And then behind the scenes, we got, like, Bush and Clinton and Obama over here butchering people up. Like, you never know, you know? I mean, yeah, that's true. But I feel like I could say that about anybody. Like, you could. people that were serial killers, you wouldn't really know. Like, I mean... Didn't Jeffrey Dahmer just work in a factory for like 16 years while he was doing all this stuff? So like you could say that about anybody, but not everybody is the president of the United States either. That's true. But again, like at least from my point of view is like if you're getting there, like you pretty much have already shown to myself that you're not the best person. Just because of the hoops that I'd imagine, at least again, you know, this is all my own opinion and conjecture. and Like I'd imagine that you can't really survive in that kind of a political climate by being a moral and just and good person, you know? Oh yeah, I would agree with so that. I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely I mean, for that, right. yeah, for that matter, that, I just, I don't trust politicians. I think they just want to do what keeps them in office and that's that. I don't care who side you're on or where you came from. 
then like you said, to get to that point, you have to step on people. Um, or you're not going to make it. Nice guys don't make it to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Trump knew that. And I, I guess he thought that doing going about it the way he's going about it would be the best way. And yeah. It got him elected, I guess. And then he's still doing it, though. So I guess he still thinks it's... Um, yeah. I think he's just treating more like a like TV than a presidency. I mean, like, it seems to be working for him. I think I'd like to meet him and talk to him in a legitimate conversation. Like, I think, like, we know we are presented with they're going to sh- highlight everything he does wrong. And you're not going to... I haven't heard a single like nice thing about him ever and i feel like that's kind of odd to me and that just makes me think you know people just they just hate him in the way he acts a lot of people do and it's like i don't know i mean it's understandable because of especially because of how big like race is and how like you know, just like he, the shit he says about race, you know, what people take away from him, like, I see why people hate him as a person. Like, that's a pretty, I mean, you know, you meet, like, I don't know, there's someone I knew who, you know, he was pretty cool, but then, like, once it started coming to light, how, like, racist, and also, he was also very, like, he was actually racist, actually misogynist, and, like, just very, just bad person. Once that came to light, really changed my view on him. And the rest of my friend group and, like, I don't know, I just feel like it's kind of, I don't know, with something like that, it's something that, you know, I wouldn't, you know, he's a president. I don't think that you can have a single president that's going to embody the wants of every single person in the country. But, like, I mean, that's a pretty big thing to dislike on someone, especially if you are, you know, especially like black or Mexican, you know, I think I'd have a hard time, you know even talking about him how I am now without just being like, fuck that guy. Well, my, my only thing to come back on that is, is that, I mean, there, I don't think there's ever been a president that everybody is liked, oh, yeah. uh, but there have been a lot of good presidents and it doesn't seem like we have had one in my lifetime. Uh, I don't feel like I've had a good president. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure you look through history at rose colored glasses at a lot of people, but like, you know, people guided us through a lot, and I, don't, I, I feel like I'm getting guided into something now, like into trouble, not yeah. out of it. Oh, yeah. So, like, one thing <clears throat> that seems to be, like, the common thing of he's racist, he's misogynistic, that I can see just by the way he treated women in the past, no doubt. Um, but... Anytime he says anything, I see people spinning it the wrong way mm-hmm. to make it look like he fits these things. Now, my take on Trump has just been he likes himself a lot and he likes, he has no filter and he just talks. And that plays well into the media's hands. Because he'll say anything. He's not self-conscious about what he's saying. So they can take anything he says 
and bam, make it sound like he's racist or make it sound like what? But like, do you? Well, let me ask you guys. Do you guys actually think he's like legit, like racist, like in his heart? Yes. Really? Yeah, I do. I don't know because I, I, I don't know how that, I don't know, because he's, he's already rich and powerful. I have no idea. I can't tell so, if someone is or not. Like, Here, know, Here's what I'll tell. say is that even if he is not, he's done nothing to like, uh, like stamp out the flames of his uh, supporters who are definitely racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to me, insane. that you're just as you're just as guilty in my mind uh, of being a racist if you do nothing to, uh, so, you know, yeah. if, if if you are, if, he has to know that like people look at him and are like, yeah, this is my hero because he's white. Like his support, it, it's not hard to see that his a lot of his supporters. I'm not saying all, a lot of his supporters look at him because they are white nationalists, and he doesn't do anything to stamp that out and so to me to me that makes him guilty of being a racist maybe i'm making too far of a logical leap but no i think i honestly i think i think by that yeah by that honestly i can see what you're saying i can uh, kind of agree with that um i would say though like hold on i had a thought for this and it's 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 a touchy topic so i want to actually get it all together so y'all keep talking i'm gonna keep thinking on this for a second so to that if i had to bet money i think it's strictly because he he wants to keep their votes in my mind i don't think he's like yeah you guys are great white supremacy is great i don't think it's that i think he's he's all in it for him in everything he does in life and if he were to do that he would lose the white nationalist vote. <laughs> well, he, all right, so I think, well, I'm sorry, keep going. I, I just remember everything I was going to say and got it down. But. But I also think, I think the white nationalist thing is going to, is being played up way more than it is. Like, like, I live in like, you know, rural hick town. I could name somebody that might be racist, but they're also old. But I, I just, I don't see it being a thing. And that's that's why I say, back to what we were saying earlier, is look at the world around you, not what uh, the world at large. That the media is going to make it seem like a bad place and that white nationalists are everywhere because that's in their best interest. When I look around, I don't see it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but from what I'm seeing here, I don't see it as like this huge critical issue and mm, right maybe, maybe you, you you might disagree yeah maybe it's different in other places maybe like big cities maybe it is a thing i don't know different parts of the country i don't know well that's i mean that is kind of what i like along the lines of what i was gonna say is yeah like you know maybe you know maybe it is something that's just kind of shoot no nah, nah, never mind i i had it and it went away i'm just gonna shut up I do find it. Now I, I threw out my he just wants to keep the vote theory, but I just you can't make that move, man. Like you need to condemn bad actors when you have to condemn those types of people. And if you don't, mm-hmm. yeah, 
<laughs> if the media starts calling you racist, that's your own damn fault. <laughs> but what if it's yeah. what if the goal is? I mean, you know, and this is coming from my conspiracy way of thinking. But like, what if the goal is as as him being just like the face of this political machine? What if the goal is just to incite, you know, uneasiness among the citizens? Because like, I agree. I don't think that you know the like that white supremacists are as big a deal. Like honestly, bef- before. Like, all this stuff started happening, all these, like, you know, cops shooting black people, all this stuff, like, I never, you know, like, the only thing, the only time I think I heard about the KKK was when, um, they went out and called someone else out, I think the Westboro Baptists on being hate mongers. That's, like, the only time I ever heard, like, th- like, those are the only two really, like, instances of, like, white supremacy that I had, like, really witnessed. Maybe it wasn't called to my attention because, you know, I'm a white person myself and I don't, you know, I don't have really any reason to, like, fear it or anything like that. So it hasn't been on my radar. But, like, I don't know. I just, just like, coming from my view on what I think our political system might be like, it kind of makes sense that, you know, whoever the heck is the president might want to let something that isn't, like, you know, again, doesn't look like it's as big a deal as it's being made out to be, but... You know, he's allowing it to be like that. Maybe he isn't racist, but he's doing it because, you know, he he wants this stuff. Or maybe, but like, you know, I mean, if you're not racist, but you're letting that happen, like, are you really yeah. not racist? I mean, you can't. <laughs> it's not excusable. Um, it's not. So, yeah. And now what I say, like, with the race thing is I don't see it around me. And if I do see it around me. I'm going to call it out when I see it. Mm-hmm. And if everybody has that mindset, then we don't have to worry. Like, like it, we'll find where it's at. My problem is the, with, like, the news network that covers the whole country 24 hours a day is they can, they, it's a big country, right? There's a lot of crime happening mm-hmm. all the time. People getting murdered all the time. Mm-hmm. But you, there's no way to cover all of it. You pick but there choose. is a way to pick and choose. So let's say, I don't know, in a country there's like 50 cop shootings, right, uh, that kill somebody that's unarmed. You can just go through and pick. You only need like two or three. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's scared. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, there, there's like a, like, you know, I haven't done, I haven't done the research myself, but like, you know, I've seen a lot of white and a lot of black cops in my life, and I've seen a lot of white and a lot of black criminals too and it's like of course you're gonna get someone shooting you like like, you're gonna get a white dude shooting a black like a white cop shooting black like you know just civilian but at the same time you're gonna get a black dude shooting some white guys i don't know i I haven't sat and done and poured through you know all the statistics and everything and honestly i think that even if people nowadays i think people put too much like faith in studies that are put yeah, out because then it's that's like, that's another big problem is you can't there's no way to pull everything all the data mm-hmm. all the shootings that happen nobody does that it's not practical mm-hmm. it's not you can't there's no time to do that so you have to pick sample sizes and all in certain areas and all this stuff and anyone with any idea can find a way to present that it, yeah. in a way so it it i don't know that's why I just I have a hard time when it comes to those sort of things 
trusting the studies one way or the other, one side or the other. Just, I don't know. I'm just always skeptical. I'll still look at them. I'm very skeptical. I mean, I'm skeptical and also, admittedly, I don't do enough studying as I should. But, like, I don't know. I just think that... I don't know. It's just there's always like there's always there's always a study for any argument, you know. Like it's it's like there's a study for you know, there's studies for global warming. There's studies for you know global warming not being a thing, and that's why when when people revert back to like oh well, like studies you know have shown this, you could just as easily be like yeah well studies show the opposite. Like you know I want to I want I'd like to see you know what people have done themselves i, I usually I, honestly i would take more out of that i think than reading just like i don't know something that like professional people did because i think that might you know assuming they actually know what they're doing the amateur might know what they're doing like when they do their research i think you could get you know in some maybe not in every instance but in some uh you know some random polls like they might get a more accurate or a different thing than other people normally get. I think part of this can be remedied with, you know, public education. You have a class to understand how statistics work and how studies work. You can look at the study and you'll notice if there's something wrong with it or if it's accurate. Be like, well, here's a study that shows there's a 50% chance if you're black, you'll get shot by a cop. It's like, oh, wait, this study was only done in, like, this bad part of L.A. or something, right? You'll, mm-hmm. you'll notice, you'll look for the things to make sure this is a fair assessment yeah. of whatever. How to analyze the analytics. And I think, you know, the news and whatnot knows that you most people are not educated on this matter so they can get away with doing whatever they want but yeah i don't know if dylan has any thoughts or he can't hear us or if he just hates no hello he i'm listening or... <laughs> um i don't know though i i the only real thought that i've kind of had that i really feel like i need to get out is like uh i i don't know if the cop shootings are the way we want to go as far as like for what you guys are arguing i just think it's a bad example only because there's been too many instances where it's been like that guy who got shot in his car that guy who got shot in his backyard like you know the 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 many because i was kind of on the same side that you guys were until the minnesota shooting that the lady recorded well what's that i honestly i haven't been following Anything right. So the the temp poles of the story there was that this man was pulled over. This black man is pulled over, which, you know, whatever. People get pulled over for traffic violations, mm-hmm. no matter what color you are. They can't see what color you are while you're driving uh, when you run through a speed, like a, if you're speeding. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he gets pulled over. And the cop asks him, uh, you know, license registration. And the guy declares on the – if I remember correctly, this is on the video – says i i'm a licensed like concealed carry holder um and he's like you know i want to give you my weapon and then when he goes to like hand him the gun the guy shoots him Mm. and so like this is when the lady is recording it and uh, i mean sure enough this was all i I don't know what ever happened to that cop i'm pretty sure it's on trial somewhere in minnesota Mm. was where all that happened at and after that one was where i started to think it's like maybe there's something more to this because i know I've had cops pulled me pull me over, and I've told them I've had a gun in the car, and they did not shoot me. They didn't even ask for it. So like, but can yeah. you rule out the fact that this was a, just a piece of shit, like this this cop? 
Yeah, but it's happening a lot. Like there's it, the guy who got shot in his backyard was what about that guy? See, the well, cops came investigating something totally different, saw a black man and shot him. But also, I've seen a video of like there was some white guy in his apartment. And they had him come out and get on his knees, have his hands up. Uh, they said, "Don't move." Okay, crawl forward. No, do move. Don't move. Don't move. And then they shot. Him. Right. So it happened. Okay. There's there's shit everywhere. And right. But again, we're not seeing everything. Okay, and, so is the argument does the argument then become okay? It's not police brutality against minorities; it's just police brutality in general. Either way, there's something that needs to be talked about. A lot of innocent people, it feels like, are getting shot, and maybe it is on the news. But I feel like one is one too many. Is is my thought process? I, on I, I, I could agree with that for sure. Yeah, but it, well, <sighs> you know, mistakes I, are going to happen. But man, I no, feel like but, this shit happens once a month. I don't even look at them. Anymore because it's like yeah of course hmm. the problem is uh, shitty people do shitty things and to try and set a like zero tolerance this should never happen thing is n- not achievable and I think the, the thing that people never want to say and if anybody said this they'll get crucified is you know is like Really, what are the odds? And everybody, like, you can't say that. Like, I may have pissed you guys off just by saying that. But it's like, okay, if if we have 10, let's say 10, 10 innocent people killed, regardless of race or whatever, in, the, in a year, that's nothing, right? But you can't say that, right? Because you're, you're, you're throwing away your, um, your trivializing human life, right? So you can't say that. But like, Somebody has to say that and say, is this actually a problem? And it's Yeah, but I, to, to me, and I, maybe we're getting confused with like what the point you're trying to make is in the example you used for it. Because to me, like, I don't know, people, your likelihood of getting hit by a tornado is pretty low, but people still have tornado shelters. So like you, you still like, even though it's not like you're probably never going to get the number of shitty cops that shoot unarmed, whether they be black, white or purple, like you're never going to get that number down to zero. You can work towards that and say, OK, why are our police shooting everybody like when the other other countries don't seem to have this problem is, is the other thing that I'm saying. Then you have, you have to it's a, if it's hat, like you have to look into it, no doubt. But you also have to factor in we're a much bigger country. There's a lot more people here. That's a lot more chances for this to happen. It if it appears that this is happening a lot, I simply like question: Is it happening this much? Seeing one like uh, every week would be pretty bad, but you know, one a month is not to me. That's not an issue. And I would like to see somebody do the study to be how often is this happening? And but see, then that that goes back. Now you're doubling back on what you said earlier about how it's like, well, no, we can't just listen to the studies. We can you can make data say whatever you want. So we, we like we have to pick a side somewhere because I'm right there with you guys. You can make like numbers well, are just numbers. You can make numbers yeah. do whatever you and want. I'll, to. I'll roll back to the our our local discussion earlier, like. Make sure your town is in order because it's something you observe daily and you see what's going on. 
Right. And is if everybody has that mindset and is focused on their area, then you can solve the issue. But if, you know, again, we're sitting here talking about things that happen in other states, other counties, and we're saying, oh, it looks terrible. Okay, you know, we're not doing anything. Well, my, I mean, I'm not ex- addressing exactly that part of it, but I would say, you know, like everyone does get caught up, especially, you know, I get, you know now, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, cop shootings, everyone does get, up, get caught up just on the racing, but it's like, you know, my thought is like, what about the accountability? Because I, I don't know how the whole legal thing works for when a cop is put on trial and all this stuff, but like it does seem like just from common sense and also the outcome of all these shootings that do happen is like the the cop almost always gets off. I think there might have been like one that I can remember having happened. I, I don't know the yeah. details, but I think there might have been like one where the cop, you know, was tried and put in jail, but like, you know, they are usually let off the hook and it's like the police. Well, I mean, Part of the problem is, one, you're only going to hear about the cops that do get off. So it paints. That's true. That but kind I mean, of but I mean, like, they're not going to say, yeah, this guy did this. Before they, now before they get, jail. But before they get like put on trial and stuff, everyone's attention is directed on them. And stuff. Yeah, exactly. And you're not like, just going to hear. I, I don't agree with you're just going to hear about the ones that get caught. You're going to hear about everyone because there was something that caused that cop to get on yeah. trial that's going to be national news. Yeah, so that, that that that's exactly one thing is like you know you, you hear about it beforehand because this whole story is about is like leading up to the trial and then the trial happens and then they're almost always like let off and they're fine they still have their job and this family is still devastated and like they're you know you know maybe the, maybe it was justice that was served but like having you know having this many instances and then this many cops getting off. I would just say it, it comes down to who's holding them accountable. And, like, you know, I don't know. I'd imagine, like, if it were up to me, I would imagine there's a neutral party taking care of that. But then, you know, how much money is getting passed around behind the scenes and stuff. There's an awful lot of, I mean, there's an awful lot of stuff confiscated and things. Yeah, so that's, like, the one thing you're not going to hear is the details, right? So if somebody gets off... um we don't know. We weren't in the courtroom when it happened. Maybe I know we have the ones where we have video where it's pretty obvious, but and we get to see it. But we don't get to see that for everything. Uh, only the people in the courtroom get to see the evidence. Like so, for example, uh, there there was a guy here that killed, broke into somebody's house and killed their kid or something in Versailles. Like uh, it was like yeah, I remember year, when that happened. Last yeah. year sometime, he got off. And it outrages everyone, right? But we don't know, like, we don't know anything other than this guy went in and killed uh, this kid. So to us, it's like, yeah, he goes to jail. Yeah, but I thought they, they, I thought he got sent to like an institution, though. It wasn't like he didn't, he didn't get, he didn't get jail time, but he, like, he's put away forever because they found out he was like insane. I mean, again, I maybe, I I think I may be getting caught up on the examples, um, which is like, because it is hard to kind of generalize, uh, you know, for, for every situation. I don't know. Well, and I will say the other thing I think we should say is like, I don't want to like, I feel like I sound like a cop hater. Like, no, I, I completely understand that there are good cops out there. I just feel like this is happening more than it should okay. with yeah. the number of good cops out there. So I, I don't think it's necessarily on the 
like every cop is corrupt. It's on the system. Yes. I, I think I think it's on like, you know, like Aaron was saying, like the accountability of even being held accountable by your fellow police officers of like, no, I know the easiest thing to do is reach for the gun because you're scared, but you have to hold yourself to a higher standard than that. You chose to become an officer and put yourself in like the, you know, literally in the line of fire to keep the peace. Like your job is to not always be this gunslinger, you know, Mm -hmm. that just comes with the territory. I know it sucks. I know you don't get paid enough, but you know, this is this is a life that you chose, man. I agree. I, mean, I, I can agree with that. I just, I think we, I think we agree. I think we, I think the only point of disagreement is the, is it a problem? I think that's the. Only yeah. Thing. I think you say yes. I say eh. I think Aaron, what do you say? Yeah. I say that. I don't know. Maybe I think I just look into things too much, but like I say that you know maybe you might want everyone just might want to like take a step back on any of these given like situations any situation at all but like step back and just pour over all the options and like you know really think is it you know this thing or is it this thing or is it this thing that's further back like i don't know i i don't really have a whole lot to say about the specific stuff right. so like it's, it's hard to be objective this day and age like it because you never know what what you're getting thrown out i think i think that's a i think that's something we can all agree on is it's difficult to be objective because we don't know what in this day and age it's hard to be like this is a fact like this is the truth yeah that's Um, that's my daily struggle (laughs) you know it's and i mean that's i mean that's probably not there's there's nothing new under the sun but i think there's a uh, there's a few things i think like you can't completely trust pictures and videos anymore which is a big thing yeah, that's true. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, this guy tying it all back together, and I want to get out of this because I feel like it's deep water and I'm sleepy. <laughs> um, it, it comes by there's how is money influencing it? I think that's the best thing that people can do for critical thinking is how is money going to change hands on this issue? Yeah, I you know, pe- people stand to benefit. The only way people benefit these days is by padding their pockets, like because, like you said earlier. None of us are out here struggling to survive. Uh, at least none of us that have the time to do a podcast on a weeknight. Um, so people aren't like trading stuff for security or for, you know, a roof over their heads or stuff like that. It, it is how can I get more money to supplement the position I'm already in? Yeah. Yeah, I can. I can definitely pick that. And. I, I very much agree that people should look into the whole, like, how money can affect things, like, aspect on any situation. Like, f- for real, like, that's one of the first things that does cross my mind whenever, like, there's something going on. And I know, like, I know, like, you know, I don't know, it's just money, money is a big motivator, just like you've been saying, and there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of, you know, you were saying, Lee, earlier that behind the scenes, you know, we don't, we can't see everything. That does mean that, like, in situations where there is money that possibly can be thrown behind some, like, behind everyone's back, we will never know that, so we should consider that possible. And that's what, I feel like you have to ask yourself, um, like, 
why is this on TV? What, what was the reasoning behind putting it on TV? Was it to honest? I mean, and what does it do? It, when you put this up there, it brings to light one, there might be an issue. But two, how are people going to react to that issue? Uh, and that's why I, I don't like it on the big scale. I like it on the local scale. You'll have a better understanding of there are cops in this district that have been, we've had this issue before. Mm-hmm. That's important to them. That's not important to me. I don't live in that district. But when you put it out, I feel like, you know, now it gives me some sort of fear or somebody else some sort of fear about cops now. Mm-hmm. And it may be a localized issue. It may be an isolated incident. Maybe it's not. I feel like it should only hit the like the national news when it's like widespread. And maybe it is. But I'm just I always kinda ask that sort of thing when I see something on the news. It's just mm-hmm. Why is this on here? Is it just for ratings, or is it uh, genuine concerns? I don't know. Uh, any any other thoughts on this before we segue to the close? I think I'm good. No. Went a little deep. My heart and mind is clear. All right, mm-hmm. and like, so if you feel like super strongly about any of these topics or a different one, you can leave us an email drop us a line or whatever sometimes we may even ask you to come on the show to hear your opinion too because i think we're pretty diverse we're a good balance but you know sometimes it's nice to hear from somebody else so we like to hear other people's points of view other than just ours from time to time so drop us a line if you may feel free to send us a pipe bomb too (laughs) (laughs) all right so the crazier the better baby (laughs) the for the closing segment, we'll just do the, you know, what are you into? You guys might know, already know what Dylan's into. I'm already, yeah, I've already told him I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I've been playing it basically this whole podcast. I don't want you guys <laughs> to think it's been distracting me. Uh, I've just pretty much been hunting deer and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that, that's what I do. Don't lie, Dylan. You've been, you've been riding the train the whole time. <laughs> no, no, I never want to look at a train again. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what are you up to, man? Um, Drawing, writing, um, I have a sneaky Khajiit I'm working on on Skyrim. So that's kind of cool. That's racist right there. That's racist if I've ever heard (laughs) racist. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) He does have a whole bunch of skooma, too, so... Of course, yeah, of course he does. You're so, you just feed the stereotypes. I have been delving into the role-playing very hard for this character. But, oh, I also just dropped... Almost a hundred bucks on Twilight Imperium, and it was the wrong edition, but that's okay. It's still a really fun game. Um, so that was cool. That's the last bit of frivolous spending I'm doing for like months. So yeah, nice. I think a page of out of Dylan's book. Dylan, I'm reading for whom the bell tolls right now. I'm third away through it. Yeah, like it's it. good. I, isn't I like it? it so far. Yeah. And yeah, so fun fact about, I had mentioned Robert Jordan wrote books that I was uh, reading. That is a pen name, so he must have Yeah, Robert fan. Jordan, <laughs> and for people that don't know, Robert Jordan is the main character of For Whom the Bell Tolls. Oh. By Ernois. Um, yeah, I did finish Name of the Rose. It's So, Umberto Eco, you actually have to pay attention when you're reading. Um, but it was interesting. It was just a Sherlock Holmes style mystery at an abbey and things kind of go 
off the rails. I do recommend it. But yeah, that's all I'm into. Um, anything else we can plug? We're going to have Aaron's brother Max on eventually. I... He was begging me to come on. So, Max, you can come on. Um, that's really cool. I, I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh, I thought you like told him to... You tried to get him on. I guess he yeah, listens yeah, to yeah. us. I don't know. I we got a listener forget. in California. Hey, All right. Here we go. <laughs> so, mm. but yeah. Uh, yeah. Go out and vote. Uh, it's coming Tuesday. Go out and and we will probably take a break from politics. We'll do some fun stuff next time. But that's all we got for you guys. Adios, guys. Fighter guiders. This show was brought to you by the Do You Believe Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at DYB underscore podcast. Requests and comments can be sent to requests at doyoubelievepodcast.com.